Today's sermon title is Slip Sliding Away. Go in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, Psalm 73. And we'll read verse at least one, two, and three. Really, the idea of this is beware lest your strength becomes your weakness. And usually, you don't hear preachers talk like that. It's always about making your, weak, making your weakness strong. But today is something different. Uh, slip sliding away, watch out. Because your strength might overtake you. Hmm. Psalm 73, truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. This is Asaph, King David's song leader, that writes this. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of of the wicked. Father, we ask and pray for your blessing, your anointing upon this preacher as he preaches your word, and God, they would have ears to hear to receive joyfully. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask for some help today. I need Kimberly Gordon to come and help me. I need Justine Loker to come and help me. Who else can I pick on? (laughs) I need, and today I'm just going to pick on the women. All right. Um, Hmm. Come on, Sean. She's looking at me like, don't call me, don't call me, don't call me. Come on. Come on. And uh, Nancy Walker. I want you girls to stand right here. Who's running the camera today? Is that, who's running that? Is that Troy? Who is that? All right, make sure, you, uh, make sure you get these ladies, and don't just follow me every now and then. Why don't you take that? Take that. <laughs> you take that and take that. Oh, yeah, I took my watch off. Okay. Um, I want you girls, are you all right-handed? All right-handed? All right, in your left hand, and hold that straight out. Huh? Straight out. All right. I already mentioned, Asaph... 
was King David's music director. And what he did was, he was wondering, God, I've got all this stress on my mind because why on earth of all these people that don't go to church, don't have any relationship with you, why are they getting by just scot-free and never have a problem, never have a trouble one in their life? Let me tell you something about stress. Stress is not so much how much you're holding. The problem with stress can be is how long you're willing to hold on to it. The least little bitty thing, if you don't watch out, can stress your mind out. If you keep a hold of it 24-7. Asaph said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood what was going to happen. Asaph said in verse 25, Whom have I in heaven but thee, O God? There is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. Job writes these words, When my foot slips. Where are they at here? No, it's just been two minutes, girl. When my foot slips. They magnify themselves against me. David writes, and this is one of the few times in Scripture where exactly the same words are used in two different books. 2 Samuel chapter 22, God enlarge my steps under me that my feet would not slip. Psalms 1836, exactly the same words. God enlarge my steps under me that my feet would not slip. In Psalm 17, my feet have stayed on your path, my feet have not slipped. The important thing about not slipping is to know when you're at a slippery place. In the wintertime when you're driving, you know going over that bridge, I've got to be more careful when you know that the place is slippery. In the New Testament, how you doing, girls? In the New Testament, the equivalent of these slipping passages is 1 Corinthians 10. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Simon Peter, with looking at the disciples, said, Nathaniel may deny Jesus, John may deny Jesus, Bartholomew may deny Jesus, but I will never deny Jesus. What did he do? He denied Jesus. He shored up all of his weaknesses, but his strengths he never gave one thought of. I would never deny. Arms straight out. Look at the amount of stress. Is it showing on her faces yet? That's when, yeah. 
Again, it's not the amount of stress. It's how willing you're willing to hang on to that. Very good. See, that's when your strength, that's when your strength becomes your weakness. <laughs> you got to let it go. It's when your strength becomes your weakness. Put it down, lay it down. And again, it's not the amount. Oh, it's just, I've got this load. It's as big as this whole building on my shoulder. No, it can be a little bitty amount if you're willing just to hang on to it forever. I know a pastor that that guy can do everything. And his church does absolutely nothing. Why should they? The preacher does everything. The preacher can do it all. And here's the thing, he can. But his strength has become a weakness. Because by him willing to do everything and can do everything, nobody else willing to do anything. His strength has become a weakness. Moses, oh Lord, I can't be called into your, into your gospel and into your kingdom and into your work because I am slow of speech. God said, I'll give you somebody that helps you, your brother. You look real closely at that. Aaron had very little to say at all. You know why? Because Moses overcame his weakness. But again, today's message is not you overcoming your weakness and becoming a strength. Today's message is the very thing that you're strong in. will tangle you up. If you lived next door to Moses thousands of years ago, you'd be really old today. <laughs> but besides that, you would have said that Moses, he's the meekest guy on the planet. You'd be right. That's what God said about him. That's what God said about him. But if somebody would have come up to you and said, did you hear what Moses did? No. What did he do? He took the Ten Commandments and he threw them off the mountain and broke them. No, not Moses. He's the meekest guy on the planet. He wouldn't do it. I'm telling you, he did. I don't believe it. Well, there were three million people seen him do it. He did it. Moses overcame his weakness and it became his strength. But the very thing he was strong in, in the meekness of God, he thought, well, I don't have to pray about that. Evidently, he should have. Moses conquered his weakness, but his strong point conquered him. If teaching is your strength, look out. It can be slippery there. It's the best teachers that I know of that get tripped up in believing and teaching five-point Calvinism. 
Oh, I've always got to preach something new. I got to preach something new and improved. I got to preach something nobody's ever heard of before. Look out, you'll slip and fall. Your strength, it's got to be some new truth. It's got to be so deep. Look out, you'll be teaching some strange doctrine. Telling you the Calvinists that I know of, soul winning, reaching people for Jesus, that's beneath them. Their idea is to get in some new truth, deeper truth. One of my very, very favorite verses is Acts chapter 1, verse 1. I love this verse. Of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. I love that verse. Because it's doing and teaching. Doing and teaching. It's doing and teaching. Doing and teaching. Doing and teaching. Oh, no, my job is just to get, all, get, get the sermon ready for Sunday. And, oh, no, I'm never going to visit. I'm never going to uh, uh, get my hands dirty with anything that's going on. Of all that Jesus was doing and teaching. If preaching is your strength, look out. It can be slippery right there. Jim Jones, Assembly of God preacher in the state of Indiana, he could sway people. Look out. Listen, people, don't come up to me and ask me if you ought to buy a house or a car. I don't get into that. I don't get into that. That ain't my job. That ain't what I'm about. My idea is not to have any kind of sway and control over you. I want to lead you in spiritual things and let us know and realize what the Bible said, and that's what we're about. It's not, oh, well, you just better come and contact me before you ever make the next move. That is dangerous. If singing is your strength, look out. It can be slippery right there. Years ago, Kay and a, a bunch of women went up to, I think it was upstate, Illinois, I don't know, it was central Illinois, or I don't remember now where it was, but a bunch of them went up there, and it was a, a singing seminar, confab, some kind of deal. And basically, it was, well, yeah, we know that southern Illinois likes contemporary music, but, you know, come on now. We're not a bunch of hicks up here. We like Beethoven and Mozart and Bach. I was singing Bach last week. Bach in the hills where I was born. <laughs> Thank you for those that laughed. Others were turning their nose up. <laughs> that one. I seen you. If singing is your strength, look out. It can be slippery right there. If peace-loving is your strength, look out. It can be slippery right there. You'll be willing to compromise every little thing just to have peace. It's slippery right there. Simon Peter, go back to him again. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Maybe the other disciples were ashamed, but not me. What happened? He became ashamed. 
and a little maid got him to tuck tail and run. Oh, I know you used with Jesus. No, no, I was. He was ashamed. The very strength that he had over all the other disciples that came back and bit him because he didn't shore that up. He was willing to shore up other weaknesses, but not my strength. His strength became a weakness. If you'd have lived during King Solomon's day, you would have said, that's the wisest guy on the planet. He knows 3,000 proverbs and he's written 1,000 songs. And he knows them all by heart. That guy is incredible. Somebody would have come up and said, hey, did you hear about Solomon? No, what? He got married. Oh, I bet she is a gorgeous babe. That King Solomon is the wisest guy. What will their kids look like? I'm telling you, what a couple. 21 days later, hey, did you hear about Solomon? No, what? He got married. What happened to his other? Oh, no, he kept her too. 21 days later, hey, did you hear about Solomon? No, what? He got married. No, come on. He's the wisest man. Well, maybe he's not. Solomon was king for 40 years. 40 years times 365 days a year equals 14,600 days. Forget the 300 concubines who will just say he was engaged to those. He had 700 wives. From day one until the day that guy died 40 years later, that figures up every 21 days the guy got married. The very thing that you would have said, he's the wisest guy on the planet. I would never have to pray about my wisdom because I am so wise. He should have been praying. be a lot of hosiery hanging in the bathroom I'm telling you now <laughs> wouldn't it if courage is your strength look out look out it's slippery right there the tendency is to become mean and not have any love and always looking for a fight looking for something to die for I thought last week, I'd rather be in the Guinness Book of World Records than the Fox's Book of Martyrs. That's right. Moses stopped praying about meekness. He said, well, that's my strength. And that's what got him. Preachers, don't stop praying about your preaching. Teachers, don't stop praying about your teaching. Singers, don't stop praying about your singing. If that's your strength, be willing to shore that up just like you would a weakness. Across the street from the Forum in Rome is the Mamertine Prison. Toward Paul spent the last days of his life on this planet. It's where Paul wrote, to live is Christ, to die is gain. It's where Paul wrote, for I'm now ready to be offered 
and the time of my departure is at hand. It's where Paul wrote, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And I wonder if it's where Paul read in Psalm 17, 5, my feet have stayed on your path. My feet have not slipped. You want the evidence of faith? Look at that man. I mentioned maybe it was last week. If I ever got thrown in jail for preaching the gospel, don't you expect me to write you a letter. You're going to be disappointed. And yet that's what Paul was doing in prison, writing Christian people letters. No, you better be writing me a letter, encouraging me. And now here this man is, the twilight time of his life, and with shackles and a brand new prison guard because they went through over 40 of them while he was in Rome because they was right there in the room and he would witness to them and they would be converted and they would want to release him. And they kept having to change guards. He went through over 40 guards. And with him in shackles, being led outside of the city and his head being put on a chopping block and they cut his head off. That moment, he breathed the clean, fresh air of heaven. Why? Because his foot wasn't sliding and slipping around. God had stayed his path. He had finished the course that God had for him. Thank God. Thank God. Church, if I could ask you, what are your weaknesses? Oh, I, yeah, 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 well, no, that's not one. Mm, yeah, I got, I got that one weakness. If I'd ask you about your strengths, oh, yeah, I got a lot of strengths. Shore them both up. Shore them both up. Don't take your strength for granted. Because people in the Bible did, and it cost them. Let's all stand. <clears throat> Lord, just as David prayed and wrote thousands of years ago, my feet have stayed on your path. My feet have not slipped. Help us, God, to be able to live that within our life. We're asking and praying this morning that, yes, there have been 99 people that have come to you during the ministry of this year of Orchardville Church in all three branches. But, Lord, there may be that one today. That may be that one today. And, Lord, you will leave the 90 and 9 to go search for that one. Search and knock upon that heart and let today be the day. God, if there are Christian people here that need to pray for whatever reason or perhaps to shore up some things in their life, speak to them as well. Knock on their heart just as real as you would knock on that person that's never said yes to you. And God, let this day be a day of, of victory. Let this day be a day of encouragement. Let this day be a day to where people will not have to face different uh, slips in their life because they have been forewarned. And may know about it. In your name we're asking and praying, Lord Jesus. Amen.
as the groups, as they, as they sing and play. If you want to come and pray, we want you to do that right now. Come on. Come on. The Spirit of God's dealing with you, knocking on your heart. Come on.
I want to thank everybody that came forward for prayer. Those that's praying, they can continue praying. Let me leave you with this one verse again. Um, I really felt this today as I was looking back over this. There in Psalm 17, my feet have stayed on your path. I like that. My feet have not slipped. That's a good verse. That's a good verse. Praise God. Praise God. And that was coming from a man that knew all about God. I mean, ain't hardly anybody in the Bible had any kind of uh, closer relationship with the Lord God than what David did. So close that God said, when I look at David, Dad, this is like you talking about your children. God said, when I look at David, I see the apple of my eye. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. Now, Sergeant-